episode. Hello, and this is Free Talk Live. Uh, you can call in 1-603-435-1105, It is Ryder in the studio. And the puke. And Warren. And Warren is Warren. here. And I don't know why I'm here. Uh, Luther, as a lot of people know, left town, I think, a month ago. Yeah, and we just found this hobo named Ryder, and we let him come (laughs) control the show. At least his last show was a month ago, and I've uh, been offered Luther's spot, even though I'm not too regular of a co-host, but we'll see how I do, and if I don't do too terribly, I may be the once-a-month lead co-host. Who? Uh, Who, Warren? Who? Who? So his we, name is Ryder. Ryder. We have yeah. Warren. We have, <laughs> and bad. also you have to talk like straight into the microphone so it picks yeah. it up. Is your headset good? You're good. Uh, um. Well, I can kind of hear. Uh, yeah, it gets, it's newbie not here how, on Free Talk Live. It takes getting used to. I think you're good. But okay, Nick, good. haven't you been uh, behind the scenes a little bit working on the show? Ryder, I, you mean? I'm supposedly <laughs> I'm supposedly trained how to oh. do the uh, <laughs> the archives. And I kind of know uh-huh. how to work the phones, but I'm not 100. percent So, yeah, so call see, in and we'll figure it out together. All right, it'll be a group. I'll experience. just let you know that if any promising. of those lights behind you start blinking more or less than they are right now, that we'll all have to run. Now, Warren. Yes. Nobody knows who you are. I am a New Hampshire native. And by that, you mean you were born in New Hampshire? That's correct. Because I was not born in New Hampshire. Although was, I've been here for several. I was born in Peterborough, New Hampshire. All right. Yeah. And you moved away? I did live in other places. I spent some time living in California and decided to move back to New Hampshire after that experience. And did you move back because of some of the political action that was happening here, or was it other Did just Did the hippie stench of California drive you out? It was more just the regulation and insanity of California, I think, that uh, made me decide I should move back to New Hampshire for... Do you have a good example? A, a good example? Of like a regulation that affected you personally? Personally, the one that probably irritated me the most was required car insurance. Uh, oh, that's, a, but that's, that's like quite a few states. states yeah, a except of, New Hampshire. Most states have that. Exactly. <laughs> As is sales tax, most states except New Hampshire. Correct. You know they have that mall in Nashua uh, that they were wanted to expand it, but if they expanded one of the corners, it was going to end up in uh, Mass, I think. So oh, yeah. It was going to be in it. Massachusetts, and then there was a big... Hullabaloo. I don't really know much about it because all yeah. I know I read on two Facebook posts. But apparently, um, if the mall was you know in Massachusetts, then Massachusetts, the state right. thereof, demanded that the sales tax would be paid throughout think, the entire mall. I think the parking was, lot is in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure part of it might be. Okay, so anything else as far as intros go? I think we're good. Oh. All the tech I was good? talking about a mall, but... No, I'm just jumping all around. Um, <laughs> yes. All of it. Well, let's... Yeah. What about you, Ryder? Who are you? Well, people sort of Do know, people who, know I am. who you are. I've lived in New Hampshire for twenty some years. I got involved yeah, see, with the go. Free Talk Live movement. Well, a while ago, you were talking whatever. like you weren't a native. I'm not. You I weren't was... born here, but you've lived here for what? Right, twenty years or so. Yes, twenty three. Well, that's years, longer. Than, like I've only been here four years, so there you go. All right, guys. I had like the other night. I was like sleeping. And then that happens. I had like this I've, worst. Wow, I've been there. Ever, I'm on, a big there. fan of sleep Sleeping. myself. Has this ever happened? It's I had like times. the worst leg cramp I've ever had. Potassium? Eat a banana. Probably. And I couldn't like move for like 15 minutes. Do I was ha- crying and I thought I would never walk again. Really? Uh, Did you know that... You uh, lost me on that part. Yeah. According to some of the PSAs that I've heard on the radio, you could have restless leg syndrome. You should talk to your doctor about that. And also, if you're an aging woman, you should get Boniva. Restless leg syndrome? Yeah, it's 
Doesn't that just mean you bounce your legs? Like you're in school and you're bouncing your legs all the time? Yeah. If that was the case, they wouldn't have a syndrome, Nick. No, what? <laughs> that could just be ADD. Well, everyone... Anyway. I don't know. That has nothing to do with leg cramps. It might think. not be restless leg syndrome. There's some stupid syndrome that I hear about PSAs all the time. And uh, you know, the, the PSA is like, you know how the saying goes, no pain, no gain. But if you are experiencing pain and this and that... And I always think when I hear that the PSA... I'm like, how many people think that they should be in pain when they haven't exercised for 30 years? I, I typically think when I hear any sort of announcement over uh, the airwaves in regards to my personal health that someone is trying to pitch me a medical product yeah. of some kind. Oh, the best ones? The best ones are the PSAs. And I hear, um, you know, I'm just going on a PSA rant here because there's a, a local station. Um, this is like the classic rock station. And apparently they can't find advertisers because all they play is ad council is that local stuff yeah it's a local station yeah i don't want to diss the local station but uh ian and some of the other people say that they are asking too much for ads and they're just playing Uh, psas all the time yeah they are i mean it's 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 horrible i well probably the government has more money to to spend i don't i'm not in on the well actually i don't think that's how it works i believe i've heard ian mention before on this show that uh radio stations are actually required to uh, you know play a certain percentage of of ad council spots 100 percent yeah well a lot of commercial stations yeah all right well yeah it's like an fcc mandate but usually they just play them overnight this would not surprise uh, all right well hey so i'm gonna go back to the point i was trying to make though where there was whatever there was you know, sometimes the uh, the ads are for like get your kids vaccinated or mm-hmm. um, you you should get a tetanus shot, and then at the end they say, uh, "What is it? Financial support provided by Sanity Pastor," and I'm like, "Yeah, that you know Sanity Pastor or what's is that another? like a Christian like a pastor? No, they're they're a, they're a giant pharmaceutical company. Oh. So there's this." ad under the guise of a government PSA that's like, yeah, you should get your children vaccinated. It's so great. And then all of the funding is probably, you know, paid for by this uh, pharmaceutical company who's selling the vaccinations. You know, it's a commercial and people, you know, people don't have like that critical thinking skill where they actually, you know, listen to that part of the commercial and think, huh, this is an ad like anything else. Well, Maybe I should take this with a grain of salt. Typically, I think they would play that last part at a significantly lower volume, uh, just so that it makes it more difficult for yeah, people they, to do Yeah, they that. usually, yeah, they, they do it like the lawyer spot at the end of a commercial. You know, they speed it up. But, but technically, the information went out there. It was just too fast for the human ear to pick it up. But if it weren't for laws, they wouldn't have to say that at all. So what do you think of that? No, that's true. They could but, just yeah. play the PSA and act like it's a complete PSA. That's true. If Did you round this all the way back to abolishing the state, Nick? No, no. They should. <laughs> well, I would prefer that they, yeah, there, there wasn't a law requiring anything like that because then maybe this crazy concept of people actually um, researching products on their own and, and not having this false sense of security when they buy stuff would go away. But people think, oh, it's legal, so it must be healthy, right? So I'm going to drink this jug of bleach. Maybe not. Maybe nobody's that stupid, but. But where does where do you go to research? Then how do you know what's the credible research uh, tool? Or well, not? right now you could go to Consumer Reports. I suppose they have drug reviews. Okay. But in a society that wasn't um, under the false impression that the government was taking care of everything, uh, maybe think- there would be uh, you know more Consumer Reports. Uh, uh, competing Consumer Report type organizations, or just a, a more substantial word of mouth 
Um, typically, yeah. you don't really ask people you know about things like that because you're all listening to the same approval of government. And and this is this is the year 2011. This is the information age where if you can't find out information about something, then you're living in a cave somewhere. Right. You have forums and you have blogs, and those are almost probably more credible than any. Yeah, you have uh, forums, you specific, have blogs, you have I, I reviews. Would personally say yes. That's For example, more a lot of com- a lot of companies will take a product. Yeah, my friends are idiots. I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to go to the internet. I saw this recently. It really it scares me. But it, I saw this recently. Uh, Gremlins. Yes. That movie. God. Clean PC, I think, was the product, and I don't know anything about it. Clean political correctness. But but it's. But some, I want to curse so bad. Some computer thing, and if you type into Google "clean PC review" or something, you'll come up with a website. I think that's cleanpcreview.com. And I think it's like a competitor to this product just registering another domain to try to pitch their product. So that's why I say that blogs and forums and think stuff that is a little yeah. less corporate is probably going to be your best choice. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be people out there that are selling, you know, Johnson's Wax. And then there's somebody out there that's going to be selling Johnson's Wax with uh, the without the H in the Johnson and the consumer should be smart enough to look at the bottle on the shelf and 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 you know understand that hey this is a different product maybe i should know what the hell i'm paying for okay and we are going to get to some stories tonight uh ooh stories <laughs> but uh if you do call in Did you 60- hear the one where Pooh found the honey if you do call in tr- 603-435-1105 i'm required by law to take your call so <laughs> we'll see how that goes the law of i'm going to punch you if you don't take that call but this is Free Talk Live, and it is based around your calls, unfortunately, so we'll have to take them. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Call in 603-435-1105. And, uh, That's 1105. 11.05. And we'll be back. The show you're listening to is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition with co-hosts only, and it is Ryder in the studio. Puke! And check out the website, freetalklive.com. Give a call in live if you're listening on Sunday night, 1-603-435-1105. And I think I have a video. (laughs) Well, actually, it's to the listeners, it's just a horrible song. I thought this was a joke. I thought this was a joke when I heard the first half of it, but it's completely not a joke. It's what not a it? joke. This is some, um, uh, what is it? I think it's a the West Coast Believers Kid Band. It's like a Bible thumper. Extreme kids. Power. It was our second song, and we made and we made up the lyrics and we put it together through Garage Band. They actually have like a good production value. Come on, come on. Someone's like walking around the band with a camera. Actually, you can see the shadow hit right there. Oh yeah, there it is. Mm. All right, are we good with that? You have a yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna yeah, go vomit I think, now. I think that's enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, puke. You had a story brought up. Oh, did I? I don't know. Did you? Yeah, well, we can I go, can. I you, can talk about if you're not ready. No, oh, this is like this is like FTL torture as as quickly as possible. <laughs> go ahead. All right, the first story that I came up uh, when you threatened me with that song was <clears throat> all about children having no. Uh, what do we got here? Female vets. A new fight at home. This is a story from ABC News. What the kitchen? Uh, from about a year. Ooh, from about a year ago, 
Um, all about women veterans uh, and how they're four times as likely as men to wind up homeless. And yeah, I can only assume that the statistics on that are probably higher now as the wars continue to, you know, sort of grind on. The more soldiers get deployed, the more uh, come back with PTSD and other brain melting anomalies. So oh. the the results of this are from a study done in, in what year, Puke? Well, I don't know about what year. The article is from March 14th, 2010. Okay. Okay. So, so the art- time prior to that. Yeah. The article's about a year old. So I assume the study, if it was a study, it might have just been a survey. Uh, let's see here. So it, it focuses around this uh, soldier, Montoya. She served her country for seven years as a uh, military policewoman in Iraq. She faced mortar attacks and gunfire. But when she came home, her bravery and her skills were useless, as are most soldiers. When you when you get deployed or you're in the Army and your job is to just shoot people as an infantryman or a policeman or you're on guard duty, guess what? There's not a lot of jobs for that back here in the U.S. Certainly not the demand to fill uh, the number of people returning. No. You know, a, a few people, uh, veterans get jobs as policemen, and uh, they're, they they just turn into, you know, lunatics. What about, <laughs> what about bounty hunters? Yeah, uh, that's possible. You could maybe. Again, Nick, I, I, I think that there isn't a 300,000-person yeah. supply I'm of bounty hunters. If you're, if you're lucky, yeah, if you're a veteran, you could possibly get a job as a security guard or a policeman. So um, she's a single mother, and she doesn't have a college degree, and then she found herself out on the streets. And here's a quote from her. I don't fit the typical stereotype of a homeless person or how a homeless person would be or look, uh, said Montoya, an articulate and attractive 24-year-old. That's the... Uh, Hang on, where do they find the, her? Is she at a shelter subject. or on the streets or what? Uh, I don't know. I'm reading an article here, dude. We'll find out. Okay, keep going. (laughs) The suspense is building. So anyway, so that woman is homeless. And then we move on to Alicia Watkins is a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. And she wound up homeless while struggling to cope her physical and emotional wounds. Quote, your family, they want the person that they sent off to war. And they will never get that person back, Watkins said. So it's just a matter of trying to get them to understand that I will never be the same. There are an estimated 6,500, that's 6,500, homeless female veterans on America's streets. Double the number of a decade ago, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs. Female veterans are four times more likely than their male counterparts to wind up homeless. And I find that very interesting because, in my experience, women uh, can find relationships a lot easier than men. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty fascinating to think that a female veteran is both single and homeless. Yeah. Does it Well, I I think it's kind of interesting that you're sort of uh implying or or just assuming that they're not in a relationship. Yeah, well they might have been. I mean, a lot of relationships end when someone when becomes someone, homeless. Yeah. <laughs> no, you when, are they, homeless when they when they uh, when they're constantly deployed if if um oh, if I you're in a relationship yeah. when you're and your spouse is not a soldier as well and you know the, the long my experiences with men mostly and that you know they're deployed over and over again that that and you know you want to talk about a long distance relationship being deployed as you know as long 
and as far away as the relationship can be strained. So now you're saying you saw a lot of that, a lot of guys getting broken up. Oh with yeah, well, a, a lot of guys mm. uh, divorces or fights with their spouses or girlfriends. There Something fights? to consider about prior to enlisting. What are they? Fi- are they fighting on the phone from the base? Well, there's a lot of. Yeah, I mean that that happens, and then I hear about it afterwards, okay. like gossip, you know, at work. But um, I actually knew one of my, one of my uh, fellow soldiers that I went to Iraq with actually killed himself a few months after we returned because his wife that he had married just before we were deployed uh, was sleeping around, I guess, with guys that weren't deployed, and he found out. And well, I was gonna say was now so you have this emotionally distraught person. That's supposed to be with all these other people in life or death situations. It's not. Am I? Am I inaccurate in saying that when someone's getting broken up with when they're off? On I don't duty? understand the question. You're saying that that they're going to be more emotionally now, distraught. Yes, if they just got yeah, broken up with, and now absolutely. they're still expected to hold. Yeah, their and you're guns still and, in the military, and you're still in the desert, and your life sucks even more than that. All right. Than it did before. So yeah, I mean, it's for me. I totally understand how people can become suicidal very easily warren thoughts well i don't have a lot to say about being in the military as i don't have the same experience that puke does uh it certainly seems like it would be probable what he's describing uh that if you're in that emotionally charged situation and you have that additional stress of relationship failure that you're likely to make rash decisions Mm. under you know those conditions and he, he said this one woman was 24 so this is about the age of maybe a, a year or two after most people would be graduating college or ending internships or stuff like that start yeah, actually starting much. a life and these people feel like their lives are ending yeah because of the military and and hopefully they have enough time in life to get some help and, and bounce out of it but hopefully. it's certainly extremely sad it's yeah it's, it's hard to cope with because you're you know if you've actually been in combat then you're your brain, you know, is messed up. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah, it's pretty much unavoidable, I yeah. assume. So back to the article here. We have, uh, let's see here, Dr. Diane West is a lady who runs one of the few programs in the country specifically designed for homeless women veterans. And, quote, right now we have a program for up to 30 women veterans. It's really hard for me to say women veterans because that... Uh, Sounds funny. I'm Continue, used to just saying reading. female veterans. But anyway, and I have a wait. That's not in the quote. And I have a waiting list all the time. West said the women are coming back and they're depressed. Some of them are suicidal. Some of them don't know how to parent at all. And they can be abusive to their own children. 603-435-1105 if you know about the military or whatever else we've been talking or about. Or if you know a homeless veteran female. All right. Or if you want to bring up your own topic. And we will be back on Free Talk Live Sunday edition. Free Talk Live. You can call in 1-603-435-1105. We are doing the Sunday edition, co-host edition, and Ryder is here. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's Puke. And Warren. And Warren. And uh, we were at the break time. Puke was telling us a story about female veterans. Yeah! For whatever reason. They're homeless and such. Continue. So back to the very, oh shoot, the very serious article which I have to hit the back button because I was reading through it during the break. We left off, basically. There's a lot of uh, female veterans out there that are also homeless. Uh, Apparently, more than male veterans, which is uh, interesting statistic. 
Uh, we'll start off here. Uh, women vets face all the same issues as their male counterparts. Post-traumatic stress, sleeplessness, and battle injuries. But they also face additional challenges that are unique to them. Many, like Montoya, are single mothers. That's a big factor. That's going to really make your life hard if you come back um, you know, from a deployment and you have a child to take care of. Whereas if you're just single like I was, you know, I mean. Do they specify if the child was had before they were deployed? Uh, no, it doesn't here. Let's see. Continuing with the article, Montoya, who was the female veteran in the article, said that she had to leave the Army because she had no one to take care of her two-year-old daughter. So, I went to... Oh, so yeah, sorry. Yes, she was. So she got some sort of discharge or excuse because she had to take care of her kid? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's actually fairly common. There's a... Um, I forget what it's called, but there is a provision where... You know, if you are a single parent, and sometimes it's the, you know, men can get this too, but it's obviously far more rare. But if you're a single parent and you're being deployed and you don't have any family that can take care of the child, then you are, you know, on a non-deployable status and they will usually, you know, process you out of the military. Um, So back to the article. Uh, Montoya said that she had to leave the Army, of course, because she has a kid. Quote, I went to the VA to ask if they had any type of daycare help or resources, and they said no. She is not a veteran, referring to her daughter, and uh, they only have help for veterans. Finding a good-paying job with money for child care has been tough, she said. My friends went to college, and now they have careers. Well, the lucky ones. Yeah. And uh, then she continues on to say, I dedicated seven years of my life to the military, and it's as if it were for nothing. And let me tell you, I can... I can really um, you can uh, relate to that. Relate to that, yeah. Because yeah. I was I was in the the army as an aircraft mechanic for seven years, and really I got almost nothing out of it. Um, when I got out of the military, I could have gone through a few more like you know months of training to become certified to work on civilian aircraft, mm-hmm. or I could have done like a lot of guys and just gotten a job with the. Uh, contractors on base, the civilian contractors, you know, like Boeing that that work on the helicopters doing essentially the same job that I was. But then I would have had to have stayed on base and placed the hellhole. But uh, so so it's a uh, you know, it's it's hard. A lot of a lot of. So that's a lot of that sounds like a lot of money, at least working on aircraft and helicopters. And you decided not to do it. Well, I, it's not that I decided not to do it. It's that the jobs really suck and I didn't want to do it. So yes, you decided not to do it. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it's it's not like I got out of the military and I walked into the you know Boeing plant or uh, an air, air airport somewhere and said I have seven years aircraft experience in the army and they hire me. You right. would still have to go through the interview um, process. Well, yeah, you have to get what's called an A and P license, airframe and power plant. You have to go through the testing and you have to get approved by the FAA and all this stuff, and that requires either schooling or self study on my own to get the knowledge to understand that because we only work in the in the army you only work on one helicopter so you did have a risk of uh, going to school and falling into debt yeah okay did, did you look into it enough to see if there was some sort of fee to that licensing application yeah so, there was of course yeah oh, oh yeah absolutely there's a you have to go and interview with the faa and the closest office after i moved up here was in boston so i was just like screw that you know i mean yeah if i'd put in the work i probably could have but it's not like you know like like if you watch the commercials, it's like you go in the army and then big bam, you're you know just employers are knocking down your door. That's right. that's not the case. That's not the way it works. More difficult an application process than they would lead you to believe. Yeah. yeah. So back to the article. 
Um, basically, this program saved this woman from hitting bottom, apparently. Uh, she called the program a miracle, and blah, 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 miracles, this and that. Uh, we move on to another woman. The military is struggling with issues, including unresolved sexual abuse that she suffered as a child and fell into drug abuse and prostitution. This is the other veteran they're talking about. Quote, when I finally decided that I wanted to get clean and I went into the first rehab, it was all men. VA, it's hard to share with a man about what I'm feeling about being raped. So this this other woman has the added disadvantage and mental anguish of being raped, not only deploying and, and being in combat or near enough to combat, but also have, you know, sexually assaulted. And that was in the military, she's claiming? Yes. Oh, she's yeah. claiming that she was raped in the military? That's what it said. Oh. Or I think that's what it's implied. Now, recently on the show, Ian mm-hmm. and Mark have talked about this, uh, rapes being up in the military, and I, I think. Yeah, right here, the next paragraph. Um, the other unique challenge faced by veterans is that the VA study found one in three report that they were raped or sexually mm-hmm. assaulted while serving. Um, let's see here. A fellow soldier threatened Montoya, the woman in the article, that he was going to rape her in Iraq. She scared him off by telling him she had a knife, which is interesting <laughs> because, <laughs> because they all have guns if they're deployed. But anyway, uh, quote, I think I can say confidently that every single woman in the military has dealt with sexual harassment at some time in their career. And I can attest to not sexually assaulting anyone, but like that's the that's the environment. But you were sexually harassed? I was assaulted, yeah, by this guy with a Dallas Cowboy hat and a last name. That rhymes with writer. Right. Wait a minute. Ah, no. Um. What I what I was getting at though. No. Like, imagine the military is filled with guys, and they're all between the it. ages of eighteen and twenty five. So they're all out of high school. They're all young guys. You know, and and there there's maybe one woman in the company or in the squad or something. Like you know, I mean, it's just it's an insane environment for a woman to be in. Quite frankly. You know, it'd be like the only woman on a football team, a professional football team. There's just nothing but testosterone. You could swim through it, practically. I think I think we all get the picture. Awesome. Back to the article. There's more to this article? Yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, you're the one running the show here, Mr. Ryder. Like, is there anything more, so like, interesting? No, I mean, not really. I mean, it's just saying that, hey, a lot of women are apparently uh, also homeless and having a harder time than, than the male veterans. Okay. After after coming back from multiple deployments in now, the uh, military. Now, Pete, where is this article located? Yeah, I think it's on the internet. AB, ABC News. ABC oh. News. Okay, so if people want to check that out. Yeah, go to can... ABC News and search the article for female vets, a new fight at home. So again, we are doing the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, and you can call in 1-603-435-1105, and we'll see if I know how to work the phones. We haven't had one yet. And if you're not listening live, you can listen live 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time at listen.freetalklive.com. And that's seven nights a week now at freetalklive.com. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. And I need to hit this thing. Oh, he's got a video. Slash seven news first to expose the security scare. Ooh, the first. Officer spotting a man with a camera, and when they asked for some answers, it only got stranger. Not only did it get stranger, his behavior is now raising some concerns. Seven Charles Belive. Everybody panicked. Yourself first on seven. Now the headline to this is: Man arrested for taking pictures at MIA. I assume that's a. Is that missing in action? 
Miami International. Oh. January 11th, Miami International Airport. Miami-Dade police say Oluwale Abuyade was confronted in the Dolphin parking garage after he was seen taking pictures of sensitive security areas at the airport, including the runways, surveillance cameras, and restricted areas. He was approached by... Uh... So they're saying he was spotted in sensitive areas, quote-unquote, taking pictures. So then he was approached. Several of our uniform officers were very alert in seeing what was going on. And in order to question him and find out exactly why he was there, while questioning him, uh, a lot of things he refused to answer. He was very evasive, did not want to give any answers whatsoever. So they walk up to him and start questioning him about why he's taking pictures. And we'll see on what grounds they arrested this man. Why do you have a camera? What are you doing? And again, 603-435-1105. If you don't like us watching videos on the radio, go ahead and call in. Yeah, do it. We'll be back. Free Talk Live, Sunday edition. It is Ryder in the studio. And the puke in the studio. And Warren in the studio. Archives.freetalklive.com. You can get all the recorded Free Talk Live episodes, including this one, if the recording works. And you can also call in, if you're listening live, 603-435-1105. How many years back does that archive go? I think it says 2006. Uh, oh, not bad. Although I listened to Fer- Ian's first... Never mind. Yeah, I started listening in spring of 05, so, so where did to- those years go? <laughs> Maybe they, they just don't all... want to pay for like 38 years of Free Talk Live They oh storage. Oh, you're talking about the archive. I thought you meant Archives. the years in general. I was going to say the years in general went to eight-hour days at the factory, day after day after day. Anyway. what Was that a joke? I'm totally lost. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we got to get back to this video. I'm drunk. Are, are we going back to the video? Yes. Now... All right, let's go around the circle first. Oh. Let's go around the table. There's been some debate about whether or not video over the radio was a good idea. This is a news story, and I think playing a video with the audio gets a little bit of a mix-up as far as what the listeners experience. They're they're not going to listen to our voice. It's not the worst video to be playing on the radio because there is essentially, you know, just somebody talking about the story, and Nick has been pausing to comment at relevant points. So it's, I mean, it's, it's not... As horrible as it could be. I like how we're ruining, completely (laughs) ruining the production value of the show by talking about how valuable the production value of the show is. What is is. the production value of the show? Because I'm not getting paid, so. Rebuttal? (laughs) You cannot see things over the radio. Yeah, but the. the... (laughs) But you can see them in your mind, man. Right. So the the point uh, is to fill in the blanks. Using their imagination, Nick, you're on. All right. So anyway, we, uh, this is a man arrested for taking pictures at MIA. That's Miami International. Which is a Miami International airport. We're at the point where the guy has been approached by police officers and they ask him why he's taking pictures at the airport. He was very evasive, did not want to give any answers whatsoever. The police report reads, Mr. Aboyade was observed walking through the terminal and parking garages taking pictures. Upon making contact, he became very evasive. Subsequently, Mr. Aboyade was arrested because he could not dispel... uh, the detective's fear for the safety of people or property. Cops say the suspect is a Nigerian national and is in the country illegally. According to the cops, upon a... Well, now that's interesting. If you're in the country illegally and you know it, you're going to draw attention to yourself by going to an airport and starting to take pictures? Which is, that's, that's what I would do. That's kind of... I would also take my shirt off and rub my nipples while taking the pictures in MIA. So that kind of uh, is 
interesting because he does have an Arab name, and all Arabs are terrorists, obviously. So we do of need course, to watch of out course. for that's any what of Jesus them said. Yeah, <laughs> taking pictures, <laughs> but he hasn't done anything really. Arrival um, at the police station. It was learned that Mr. Abayade had overstayed his work visa and was wanted by immigration officials. Once he was there at the uh, at the facility, it was found that he had some sort of a federal warrant, or they, they wanted him. Uh, he was unarrested from us and uh, given over to them for their federal charges. What, unarrested? Yeah, unarrested from yeah, us. What that does that mean? <laughs> so, hang on. Let's go back. I think, <laughs> does that mean they released him? I don't know. Unarrested? So found that he had some sort of a federal warrant or they, they wanted him. Uh, he was unarrested from us and uh, given over to them. For is this a federal... law enforcement officer? Yeah, this, this is the Miami-Dade police. So he, uh, they unarrested the guy <laughs> for some sort of and, reason and that he him, can't elaborate on. No, he just said it's because the feds wanted him. Right, but right, he, so he they have to unarrest him. Specifics on it. There was a there was an absence of citing any kind of law or he or was paperwork. in the country illegally. Well, why does he have to be unarrested? He's just Sorry. going from Moving one on. police station to the. <laughs> okay, there you heard it. Federal charges. The suspect has been. Tra- so that's about it. Um, but apparently, he was taken into custody only because he couldn't. Uh, I think they said he couldn't calm down the officers or or dispel any fears of suspicion. So he had a he had a weird name. He was apparently already wanted, and he was a weirdo. Right, but they didn't know he so, was wanted until he was already. Not in custody. good point. So he was just a weird guy taking pictures. Maybe a tourist. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you know the stereotypical Japanese family with the the you know they've all got cameras hanging Modern around their neck. Cameras. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's just a. I don't know, photographer. Why, why are you taking these pictures here? Why are you in these sensitive areas taking pictures, which he could not give us any answers to? So the authorities walked up to him and asked him, and he chose to remain silent, at which point he was arrested. All right. Well, that's when they ran the federal check. And again, this is uh, this can be found. This is from 7news at wsvn.com. Man arrested for taking pictures at MIA. Which is pretty much how you can guarantee he's not a terrorist, unless he's just like the world's stupidest criminal ever well it's not are you gonna really just like run around and draw all sorts of attention to yourself you're not gonna discreetly take photographs no hang on airports are on google maps well there's that like yeah they said photographs of the runway like you can zoom in on all civilian airports through google maps or uh what google earth you know you can see that stuff from space yeah i would say google earth is the terrorist number one yeah it's not accurate it's not terribly accurate you know because it's it's a few years old most of the photographs on uh, Google Earth. No, I go on. Photos, I go on there, and I, if I have a plane, t- I'm watching. I just watch it on the on the Google Earth. No, no, it's not live, not yet. That would be awesome. That's why I've been to the airport several times, and the guy yeah, I'm and trying to pick up. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, it's, it's really confusing because if you if you look at Google Earth and that the planes aren't moving, that's why they're just pictures. <laughs> I thought there was just a bunch of delays. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm wondering what it is. Is the contention here, Nick, about this video? Because it, it actually sounds sort of reasonable to me that they inquired, you know, what he was doing and then detained him for, for being uh, illegally in the country. But they didn't know he was illegally in the country until he had been arrested and brought back to the station. And then they ran his his, his information. His information. So, so the question is, should he have been arrested and brought to the station? Correct. Um. I don't actually see a large infraction here, considering that you know they tried to speak with him and said that he couldn't provide any sort of reason for what he was doing. Do you have to provide a reason for what you're doing to the police? I think that it would 
unnecessarily inhibit the sort of law enforcement that they're trying to do. I, I guess it it doesn't get the feeling for me that going that he was. But there's no law. There's no suspicion of breaking any laws. There's no. There's no law against taking pictures of right. these things. Uh, and and I'm aware of that. But I guess you should be able to sort of articulate that there is no law against that and that, you know, he can have his own private reasons. Okay, well... Did did that happen? Did who, it, did did what happen? Did he articulate that? Right. I doubt it. Okay. I think what his response was from what I heard was, I'm going to remain silent. That was his actual response. He did not just remain silent. He said that he was going to remain silent. I believe silent. so. Okay. Um... I, I don't know. I, I think that it's probably low on the scale of, of harassing photographers. I might not disagree, but yeah. <laughs> he's taking pictures and he gets arrested. So, yes, he did. All right. Well, <laughs> that's the facts. And uh, call in if you have an opinion, 603-435-1105. I certainly don't want to be detained if I'm taking video of a police officer and he asks me why I'm taking video of him because yeah. I have every right to. True. And I would agree with you there, but again, it doesn't sound like he was taking pictures of an officer. They said he was just filming the airport. Okay. I, I guess I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault an officer for questioning someone about filming it. So yeah, it's I, not. I really it's wouldn't. not really an undue security process to be like, oh, let's find out what that guy's up to. Yeah. Then, I, then they arrested him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the part that they really had no reason to arrest him. You know, other than he was acting weird and he was taking pictures. If you guys don't agree with me but, immediately, we're going to play this video again. From the okay, beginning. Nick is... Oh, Nick, you're so on it. <laughs> He's so right. They should have just shot him in the face. Okay. Or is that the Wait. opposite of what you wanted? Warren? I forget. Yes. So if you want to continue this conversation, listeners, call in 603-435-1105. But Warren, you had a story that uh, broke today you wanted to get to? Do you have right. that up? Uh, the story is in regards to Bradley Manning. He's the... We don't have any breaking news audio. They're like... Hang on. If I go back to the beginning of this video, there might be Oh my God, start talking, Warren, faster. Security scare. So the... Event that happened earlier today, uh, roughly 1 p.m., I guess, is that there are these two people, um, David House and a woman who was driving him to the Quantico military brig uh, to visit Bradley Manning in regards to the WikiLeaks case. He's the he's the private from the military accused of leaking the WikiLeaks material. Yeah, he's their fall guy. Mm. And you know. It, the story really isn't so much about him being there as as much as it is about the fact that he has not been convicted of anything as of yet, which which I think that pretty much everyone is aware of. He is pending trial for that, um, and he has yeah. So he's so he's in the brig waiting for that trial, and this David House, who is I guess an activist of some kind, trying to raise money for his legal defense, okay, and has visited him previously was denied the right to visit him despite having approval for it in advance. So they just said, you visited before, but now you can't. Right. Basically, that's the the story. And they oh. sort of delayed him for three hours requesting you know, additional identification, despite the fact he has already previously gotten approval and visited with him. All right, and we will return for hour number two of the Free Talk Live Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Welcome back, listener, to Free Talk Live Sunday edition. If you are listening live, and even if you're not... Don't you mean listeners? Sure. There's more than one, I hope. I'm, I'm talking to each one individually. They are all individually important to me. Good point. Listener. Uh, at cam.freetalklive.com, you can see our studio cam and actually get, jump in the chat from that site, too. And that would be live 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, seven days a week. And... I'm Ryder. I'm Puke. And I'm You guys Warren. already know because you've been listening. So anyway, Warren, right before we got <laughs> to the before we got to the hour break, we were talking about uh Wiki something to do with WikiLeaks. Someone's driving to see Bradley Manning. Right. There's a, an activist named David House who has been raising funds for the defense of Bradley Manning, who's being charged with or I don't think he's been charged with anything yet. Yeah, I don't think he has actually been charged. But we're anticipating, you know, him being charged. He's just with in something. solitary confinement under like suicide watch and right. I, I had actually looked like, at his JAG officer, uh, the the military attorney, I guess. Sure. And they were saying how he's extended their the solitary confinement exceeds the military's own guidelines for how long someone can be in solitary confinement. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a while. But, but since when do they care about their own guidelines? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's sort of the, the point of the story is that um, they're monitoring this guy because he's he's been, you know, several times to visit Bradley Manning there. And in, in this particular trip, he and another person who was driving him had intended to deliver a 42,000 signature petition calling for an end to the inhumane conditions that Bradley Manning is being held in. And... Uh, when they got to the front gate, they were detained to show identification. Uh, looks like he says originally they arrived at 1 p.m. and they were detained for over two hours. And this is the gate to the military brig? Correct. Okay, so wouldn't it be typical to ask for ID? It would be typical to ask for ID, um, but again, like I said, he had previously been through the same process, Okay, and he's stating that this time it was very different. In addition to asking for ID, they also towed the car they were driving there away and forced them to um, seek alternative transportation away from the base uh, because they had stated that uh, visiting hours were over by the time their two-hour detainment had been completed and they could no longer visit them. So it seems sort of like it's a harassment thing. Yeah, that's definitely, they're just effing with them. Right. And and what's interesting is that they inquired to these two uh, military personnel who were detaining them as to why they were being detained. And according to David House, they actually said, quote, it came from the top. So they, they were told by their superior officers to detain these people I guess in an attempt to not receive this 42,000 signature document. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm speculating on that part. Or obviously. just to make their life hell. You know? Right, right. So so I guess the the question is, do, do we feel like he should be entitled to the same sort of, you know, visiting and, and access to people that that other people who are detained outside not, of the military Not only should that, be? he should be entitled to bail. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, he shouldn't. He actually, yeah. I mean, Bradley Manning should not be in a brig at all because all he did was essentially report what you're you're actually taught when you're in the army you know you're supposed to report uh war atrocities mm-hmm. or crimes of war you know to somebody um i think generally what they mean is you're supposed to you know tell it to your chain of command and stuff but obviously whenever 
that doesn't actually lead to anything. You know, if you tell your commander and he's just like, yeah, whatever, right. I'll get back to you on that. Right. <laughs> then, then who do you tell? Yeah. And maybe Mr. You know, Manning here decided that he was going to tell uh, WikiLeaks or whatever mm-hmm. and gave all this information over to them. Well, I, I think you know, I guess proving these crimes. What I'm seeing in this story and bringing up what's different than before is that uh, it seems to be political sort of harassment uh, to tow their car away. Well, yeah, what's, I mean, happen- what's happening entry. here with these? The, you know, obviously these are known Bradley Manning supporters. They mm-hmm. have a big ass petition and all this stuff, and the the either base commander or or some you know somebody higher up you Didn't know is just is that. just making their life hell mm-hmm. because. They just, you know, they're obviously on the side that Bradley Manning is a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, some sort of word. Tra- tra- traitor. There you yeah. go. He's like a traitor to the America or treasonous. And, and these supporters are, you know, supporting a traitor to the glorious American overlords. Now, right. now here's another all. thing. These officers that work the front gate, how, you know, how busy do you well, think their not- schedules are? Uh, oh, they're they're not busy at all. Uh, I've I've been on guard duty at a gate, and let me tell you, <laughs> it unla- sucks. Unlike it's people in the private them. sector who they go to work, and a lot of them are busy from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, and don't even get everything done. These government gate watchers—I don't know what to call them—they military police. Yeah, sure, what, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could actually be civilians too. They have so much Sometimes spare time on their hands. It's they're incentivized to do fun things like this. Right. And I put fun in quotes. Yeah, to detain with someone people. for over two hours. It, it does certainly sound like they have a, a an excess of time on their hands. Oh, absolutely, I can guarantee you that. And, and that's a point Ian and Mark have made on the show. Excess of time in a di- it, like in regards to airports. You walk around an airport. There's like you know ten, fifteen cops, and they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. talking to the gate agents. They're talking to the rental car people. And I, so when one little thing happens at uh, TSA, all the cops are there because they have right. nothing to do. All the cops show up because there's nothing else to do. Looking absolutely. for entertainment. So, so in this case, the the people were detained, and in addition to being detained, which is just sort of a you know that's harassment, I, I would say, and certainly inconvenient, but also they had their car towed away. Yeah, um, that part's really crazy because, I mean, this <laughs> this makes it sound like they weren't actually maybe at the gate, maybe they had had parked or something and had gone in to access the jail. Uh, or no, Brig, apparently they were standing next to the car and they told them they were towing the car away. Or th- that's the impression that I get from this story. I'm, I'm looking at huh. a site called Firedog Lake. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think it's some sort of news blogging site uh, that I had gotten linked to yeah. via his Twitter. So they're like, all right, well, because we've, you know, detained you at this gate and we're giving you all sorts of crap and you're not in your car and the car's in the way, we're going to tow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's, I guess, particularly insane from my point of view. And I was wondering what people think about when... You know, well, did they say where they towed it to? Uh, I don't have information on that. Just that it was towed away. Okay, so I assume it wasn't just towed to the side of the road, which would have made more sense. Right, I assume it was, the road. it was impound. Or where would you have it towed to from a military base? Some uh, sort of impound it, lot. Not, yeah, it, it would be a civilian impound. tow company to an impound lot. They off could base. just bring it to the base, like parking garage. Well, they could, but the the military does not have its own like they car. Could- towing vehicles yeah they probably don't okay. have the they have they have large tow that. vehicles for trucks and stuff like army humvees and whatnot but if they just wanted to harass somebody and get their civilian car out of the way they just call an impound lot and the local police and probably just help them out with that all right then sounds horrible 
Yeah, it, like I said, they're just they're clearly just screwing with these people that were Bradley Manning supporters. And and they say you have due process, but you certainly don't have due process when your choice is get your car towed or actually, you have due process have up choice, until but, they decide you don't. Right. Right. So so I guess the the question is what's the what's the recourse that he could have for that? Is there anyone that anyone could think of? Nothing no, immediate. Not really. That's the I problem. Don't. You you sue that, well, him, it's going to be years down the line. Yeah, the only recourse he has is getting this story out there and letting, you know, letting other people know that this is what happens cuz he can't who's he going to sue or yeah. or who's he going to bring up on charges or what's he going to do call the cops, you know, yeah, military people. base. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he <laughs> but, can't do anything. Unfortunately, the story's out there and what's happening? Does anyone care? Uh, well, well it's too early to say, I'd say, since right. that was only today. Do I care enough to today? get a pitchfork and a torch and go down there? No. Right. But, I mean... I certainly care enough to relay it over the radio, if at all possible. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's always positive, but we get, we're getting to the point where people are outraged at the government, but... What are they going to do? That's always what so, they come. What are we going to do? So, well, we could look at the models from foreign nations that apparently are uh, rioting in yeah. mass. There's at the rioting. Moment. That there's rioting globally at the moment. In mass? Yeah. That's oh, you mean large in number. large number, not That's in correct. Massachusetts. No, unfortunately, there. <laughs> we is should not riot there too. Why not? There's a bunch yet. of a holes. <laughs> um. Did you oh, ha- the music is on. Did you yeah, have yeah. a? Write a story. I heard that there was one recently, but I don't have it pulled up right now. I was, well, possibly after the break, get we back could to do something that. about that. All right. Yeah. Well, we will. The suspense is killing me. Whatever happens, we'll figure it out. Anyway, 603 435 1105, Free Talk Live, Sunday edition. Mute! This is still Free Talk Live, and it is still Sunday, and it is still Ryder in the studio. And it's still Puke in the studio. And Warren is still in the studio How are you well. doing, Warren? I'm doing good. You bored yet? No, I'm excited. All right, good, good, good. Warren, again, first time on the show. He's doing... He's a good person, I guess. I am destroying this show. <laughs> He's, you're a good person, he guesses. Hang on. He doesn't know for certain. All right, I have a question. Okay. So, um, does anyone know how those prepaid credit cards work you go through walmart and like i believe the end result is you owe quite a bit more money than you actually spent that's that's the summation no you're supposed to be able to put money on it and then spend it as a normal credit card right and additional money as well no you mean a prepaid gift card no like a prepaid debit card i guess he means a prepaid credit card. They do exist. They charge you an, an insane sum of money to do reporting that is actually excessive on your cre- credit card. Because, you know, you get like the few points each month that you make a payment. They'll report multiple times but charge you a fee for doing See, it. See, I don't want so, my name tied to the card. I know that sounds sketchy, but, but I, I want to okay, be able to so get Okay, so what the hell is the point that of I getting... Can, that defeats the purpose of a card, Nick. No, it doesn't. Online gambling. Oh. The purpose of a credit card is to establish trustworthy credit. Then a debit card, prepaid debit card. Okay, that's a totally different thing. How do those work? You see them in the Walmart thing. Well, that that just means you, you, you have pay them cash, and, to a, yeah. and they give you a little plastic card. Mm-hmm. And, and, and But then sometimes, like I look at the back, it says it's supposed to be tied to your name. Anyway. They, they I'm gonna all put, have to be tied to your gonna name. We're going to put Carolyn on the thing. Right. She's going to tell us uh, what, how, oh, to, okay. how to run this. At least somebody knows what the hell you're trying to well, talk about. I don't about. know if it's actually tied to a name or not, but it's pretty much, it just works like you 
deposit money into an account and it works like a regular debit card, but I don't, it's. Right. Well, that just sounds sort of like. I don't think it actually prints a name on the card. Okay. Because okay. I think you can do it as like a gift card type thing. So Right. So it wouldn't have a name on the card is what you're saying, Nick? Yeah. Well, I've seen it that you pick it up at, at Walmart uh-huh. and then you put money on it and then I think you fill out a form and they want to send you. So no one here really has experience with it. No. Because well, I just use my bank account. I mean, I, I would assume card. that the form that you fill out has your name on it as well. So I guess I would not see the point in not having your name on the card card itself okay well i am going to take a call here i think i'm going to take oh, a call let's hope here. that they know what the hell you're talking about then caller hello i think you just put them back caller uh, hello this is boner joe amazing hello jay <laughs> yeah um, he didn't say that he cards. said boner joe <laughs> these cards basically you get them and uh you buy like a basic starter kit or something and, and you can use the card but they'll send you a new car if you call them or uh Activate it online, and you have to give your name and your social security number. That see that completely defeats the purpose of them not being able to track me. Exactly. Yeah, I, I and, think... they, and they charge you five dollars every time you want to reload it too, and they charge you a fee every time you want to use the card. So what the hell's the point of this thing? To take your money? Um, for people who can't get a bank account. Oh. Okay. So how do I gamble you, online? You can get a regular. <laughs> They do sell gift cards, like American Express gift card you can buy, and that's not attached to your name. Well, I think you still have to give your social security number to activate it. Yeah, I believe that's somehow required by the Patriot Act. Right. It sounds like, you know, they don't want people to just put a bunch of cash and essentially launder it into a credit card like device that they can then spend anywhere else they want to be able to track that i'm not even sure that's their motivation as much as they're just psychotic about tracking oh there's that too yeah Yeah. why not i'm sure it has something to do with the drug war is actually to get you to direct deposit your paycheck on it and spend spend money on it so they get the dollar every time you spend you know do a transaction yeah yeah well obviously they're you know the, the bank or whatever financial institution wants to make money off of it that makes sense to me or the retail store yeah, somebody. It just I don't understand why people may do people not understand how these things work or they just have no other option. I I guess they think they have no other option. I don't know. I, I have bad credit and I got a bank account eventually, so Yeah, I mean I it you see I mean, advertisements I, I, all the time. I, Banks I, I are have like to use those cards at a certain point, you know, but Or Nick, writer, just don't gamble online. Well, yeah, yeah that's what I haven't been. <laughs> I haven't been for a while, but because of the US laws, you can't really do it easily. I thought a prepaid credit card or debit card might be a solution, but apparently not. You you know what you could do, Nick, is you could walk to a foreign country and deposit money in cash there in a foreign bank account. All right. Boner Joe, any other thoughts? No, that's it. Bye. Thank you for the information. I'm glad somebody out there knew what the hell you were trying to ask. So basically everything is hopeless because they want to track I'm you. I'm sorry there's no way for you to gamble anonymously online. No matter what. See, you... I tried to deposit and my card got shut off. <laughs> oh, this happened a while ago. Oh. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Anyway. Banks do generally suck. You are told that to make it in life you must I wasn't to... told anything. You were told that to make it in life you must go to college. You... Oh, I was told that. I'm sorry. Everyone's mic is muted except mine. You work hard to get... I'm just kidding. I'm going to unmute him. You work hard to get there. You or your parents drain savings or take out huge loans to pay for it. And you end up learning not much. And this is a story 
uh, from MSNBC, college students not learning much. This is why they don't give Ryder access to the buttons usually. My experience the with college straight degree straight. people is that they have not learned much. A stu- a stu- I, I didn't. A study Back to the article. More than, <laughs> a study of more than 2,300 undergraduates found 45% of students show no significant improvement in the key measures of critical thinking, complex reasoning, and writing by the end of their sophomore years. But you know what I did find out? You say that, I could shotgun a keg. Not much. Whee! Beer bong. Why would I say which what? mic is I? I don't know which <laughs> mic is which. Are you off? On, I believe. No, that was the wrong one. Nope. There we go. All right, Warren. Yes. Okay, so you asked why we think that is correct, and um, it's. I've been to. Have do you have a college degree? I do not. Okay, I have attended a college. How I long did you go? I went for as long as it would be paid for by someone else. All right, I, I went for two years at Keene State. Okay, and it just felt to me like, and this is Keene State though. I'm talking about this yes. is not. I took a Ivy class League. at Keene State. Okay, this just felt like a extension of high school to me. And so it says they did not show a significant improvement in critical thinking, complex reasoning, and writing. And it just seems like you're not taught to critically think necessarily in a lot of there, college classes. You're there's told a to, reason. I don't for think that, you're taught to critically think ever in any classes. I think that's too broad of a statement to make. Okay. Honestly, I think some teachers out there really do understand what critical thinking is yeah. and, and want their students to achieve it. Well, because well, I think the motivation for most of the college degrees is to have a piece of paper that distinguishes you as someone who can obtain money. It's, it's sort of a perpetuation <laughs> of the caste system. Yeah. Well, because like I actually in I have a two year degree and we we did have to take a critical thinking class, you know, um, where was this two year degree from? It was University of Phoenix. So online. Mm hmm. But a critical it, thinking class, that was the name of the class? Uh, I think that's what it was, yeah. I mean, awesome. it was it was actually very interesting because the, uh, you know, they, there was a bunch of uh, exercises and stuff, and it was, since it was online, it was mainly writing, and the instructor at one point actually said, you know, wow, you're pretty good at this stuff, because um, I guess most kids aren't, you know, yeah. or young people are not very good at critical thinking. Critical and thinking I was, is an all-time low supply. Yeah, I was at a... Uh, an event, uh, sort of an anti-war event, um, with a bunch of high school students and one of the other presenters who was a uh, he was an Air Force colonel. He he also mentioned the same thing that a lot of the kids that he talks to, you know, he doesn't get that impression either that they know at all how to critically think about things. Yeah, and we will continue with this article as well as your calls, listener, and any other listeners that call in. And if you get out of hand, writer, I'm going to mute you. Four three five eleven zero five. Mute you right out of. We'll be right back. Free Talk Live Sunday edition. Free Talk Live Sunday edition. Ryder in the studio. Puke all over the studio. Warren also in the studio. And we're going to start getting to your calls. We were talking about... College students are not learning much in college. But we didn't learn anything, so we're going to the phones. And we'll see what the callers want to talk about. I think some of them want to talk about this. Some of them, maybe not. We'll see. Hello, um, Chris, Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, I wanted to talk about your little gambling problem. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I was wondering if you'd heard of Bitcoin. No. I have heard of Bitcoin. Uh, it's, It's a digital currency that currently is trading at about 30 cents a Bitcoin, and you can. There are exchanges online where you can buy and sell for uh, 
well, for cash or for, like, you can meet up with people. There are forums where you can meet up with people and exchange them in, in real life. But if you have a merchant, then, if you want to have a merchant and you want to buy something with this, you need to have the merchant that accepts Bitcoin, right? Or there are other exchanges where you can exchange Bitcoins for credit card numbers. Oh, really? For, <laughs> for prepaid cards. That is news to me. And you don't have to tie your name to it? Are these like stolen credit run, card numbers? I haven't run through it, but I, I was just looking online. Yeah, I think I had heard uh, something just, about the Bitcoin being it's a it's a P two P currency, right? This is what it looks like: Bitcoin P two P virtual currency. Yeah, means there's no right. central authority to issue new money or keep track of transactions. Instead, these tasks are managed collectively by the nodes of the network. So, so Chris, have you have you tried using this at all? Um, I just heard about it a couple weeks ago. I'm uh, listening to LRN.FM, but uh, it's pretty intriguing. So I would I would encourage people who are interested in it to look up uh, anonymous, not anonymous reviews, third-party reviews, I guess is the term I want, as far as right. getting uh, people who have experience with it on forums and blogs. Yeah, it's certainly interesting uh, concept. I'm, I'm not sure how it would play out exactly. Um, as far as getting I to don't a know gambling either. site, don't though. look at me. <laughs> I, I guess you'd have to take it out, out as a as a prepaid credit card and then use it. But yeah, like you said, if you can like exchange a Visa it, or something like if that, if you can exchange the bitcoins for some sort of credit card, like number, is that how you understand then it? Then you Chris? could use it there. Uh, that's that's what I'm seeing, and there are certainly other services that you can use to access the internet anonymously. Uh, and I, I've seen uh, hidden services that. Well, it's not so much accessing the internet anonymously, it's uh, transferring money anonymously, which is harder to do. Well, cer- certainly that. Not uh, not that I want to do it for any, you know, illegal purposes, but... <laughs> except <for laughs> Allegedly. <saying>. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Thank anyway. you. Thank you, Chris, for the idea. Any other uh, things on your mind? Uh, that was it today. All right. Thank you for calling in. Thanks. And we are going to Nick. Nick, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to talk tonight about uh, colleges and uh, I guess what you were saying earlier about uh, people not learning much in uh, college or whatnot. Go ahead. Well, uh, I-, I can say the demographic, even within college, is kind of big. Uh, one one of my classes I was in, uh, you know, I was, I'm former military myself, and I went through one of those uh, classes, you know, supposedly supposed to get you kind of ready for college or whatnot, and... Uh, some of the majors people have is are just insane. Like one of the guys in my class, he uh, was actually majoring in, in parks and recreation, which I have no idea. Yeah. Is. <laughs> it sounds like he'd be really good at SimCity. Or no, they go plant grass. Hanging yeah. out in a park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, a, you need a college degree to be a park ranger. Frisbee Flow Dynamics. But, uh, That's a tough one. <laughs> there's a department in the city keen government, Parks and Recreation. I assume it's in a lot of city governments. So, And apparently you need a degree. Apparently. Well, they have planners and other such stupid departments, so right. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I can see how certain degrees like that or whatnot, the, uh, you, really, you really wouldn't learn much, I mean. A lot yeah. of those classes seem to be like, here's the information, memorize it, and regurgitate it back to me sort of thing. Yeah, or you're not going to learn anything that's actually useful or that employers are looking for. One of the True. One of the saddest things about this isn't the fact that people are not learning. It's the fact that people are not learning, and they recognize it, and they say, oh, well, go get the degree anyway, mm. because the employers want it. So they recognize there's the problem, but they won't take steps to 
get around it to solve the problem such such as maybe employee applications should be more than just fill out your previous employers fill out your education history fill out your references boom we'll call you back later well it, it's also a little different in the uh, engineering world just because engineering schooling is just it actually is a lot of uh, thought process development and all that kind of stuff certainly and i'm not exactly learning actual things that apply to the physical real world yeah well the, the problem nick though like what you were just saying writer whatever your name is i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> the caller is Nick, and I will be writer. Yeah, it's confusing the hell out of me. Anyway, um, you know, like like that's uh, employers are looking, I think, more for experience. But they like, as a young person, how do you get around the fact that the employers are also looking for this degree? You know, it really doesn't matter like what the degree in or what the degree is in, but they're just looking that you have that piece of paper. So how do you how do you as a young person? you know, get a good job if you don't have experience and you don't have a degree. I think your time's better spent going to do some sort of internship or low paying job. Yeah. And getting experience in an industry. Or, or, you know, that's that's the that's another thing. Maybe how do kids learn that going to college for four years for a bachelor's degree in anthropology isn't going to get them a good job, but going to a two year to learn how to be a machinist is probably a much better thing, you know, like going to get a trade. And then getting experience, uh, that's that's the information that doesn't make it to the young people because the colleges have an excellent, um, what do you call it, like advertising campaign. Yeah, marketing. Yeah. You know, that's that's the information that's out there that you have to get a high school diploma and then you have and to get a four-year degree. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Nick, did you graduate college or are you in college? What's your status? Uh, I'm currently in college right now, a sophomore or whatnot, a little bit older than the other students, so uh, I approach things from different directions. Okay, and are you an engineering major? Yep. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I mean, I think there's certainly stuff to learn in college, especially if you're focused like that. It's just the sad part is when people go and they don't really know what they're doing. Well, you said you're a former military, so do you have the GI Bill? Yeah, actually, they actually changed a new GI Bill recently, if you didn't know, Puke, where uh, they'll actually cover licenses more than one. So, like, uh, the helicopter repair thing or whatnot, they'll actually cover more than one don't get screwed over. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't really I haven't really looked into that stuff after I got my two year degree. Um I really hate researching government forms and stuff, so <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh yeah. It took me over a year to get my money from them. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh arduous process. So now Nick, did you go straight from high no, you went to the military first. So you went to the military then to college after that? Yeah, they actually gave me a lot of money. Um like, they gave me the option when I enlisted, like, $5,000 enlistment bonus, or you can take an extra $36,000 for college. Mm. Wow. Kind of a, kind of an obvious choice there. Yeah. Do, you, so, do you regret your military time? Um, not really. I mean, I think I could have spent it better if I would have gone straight to school and uh, some stuff. But, you know, I've, I've met people in their lifetime friends or whatnot, and, uh, you know, I would have never met those people otherwise. Well, I think, you know... Well, regretting it or not, what's the point? You you know, it happened. You can't change the past. I, That's how I look at it. I'm just saying it because two people earlier in this, in this show said they wish they'd spent their years yeah. in the military doing something Well, yeah, else, I, was, so. I wish I maybe had done something a little bit differently, but, you know, those seven years are gone. I can't change it, so well, I might as well, you know, try and look at it positively and, I'm you know, not, go from there, so... Well, I'm not saying this for you, Ryder, like your comment necessarily. I'm just saying for the listener, you know, look at it that way. Yeah, I don't think I would have even uh, come to understand liberty if it wasn't for the military and seeing how bad it operates. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So. Nick, any other thoughts on the college setup? Uh, nope, not at all. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for your thoughts. Thank you, Nick. And we are moving on to uh, Kenny. Kenny, you're on Free Talk Live. Kenny the Play is in the house. What's up, y'all? How's it going? What's on it's your mind? It's good. Um, I've, there's a, uh interview on uh, School Sucks podcast between Red Vanat and Stefan Molyneux about uh, morals and uh, what's word? I am intrigued because I haven't heard it, so I hope you will fill us in after this break, Kenny. And uh, this is Free Talk Live. You can call in 603-435-1105. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. We will be back after these messages. Learn something. We are back with Free Talk Live Sunday edition, and we got to wait for this music bed to run out before we can go to the calls. But it is Ryder in the studio, and it's Puke rocking out, and it's Warren, and everything's out. been going pretty well. So we're going to the call. <laughs> Kenny, you are back on Free Talk Live. Yeah, so um, like I was saying before, there's uh, an interview. It was done about I think maybe six months back. It was between Brit and I. Those are the show and Stefan Molyneux about morals and uh, relativism where... Who's the first guy? They were discussing that um, even though... Okay. I think he said Brett something. I'm sorry? Who's the first guy? It was Stefan Molyneux and he was interviewed by who? Brett Vanat, the host of uh, School Sucks podcast. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. And... um. After listening to that interview about 20, 30 times, I came to the conclusion that everything is relative. After listening to the interview 20 or 30 times? Yeah. All right. That's I a lot of listening to the same favorite. thing. <laughs> okay, so everything is relative. So explain what you mean by that. Meaning that even though um, we believe, well, I'm assuming that everyone in that studio believes that stealing is wrong, taxes um, is immoral, uh, blah, 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 yakety smackety. Even though we believe that's wrong, there are people out there that may think it's right. And, yeah, bureaucrats. And mm, um, are they, they're not really wrong for thinking that way. Well, the people who, right, the people who think it's right think it's right because it's for the greater good. For example, Robin Hood, a popular childhood story, is about correct someone who... Steal well, the thing. the bastardization of it is steal from the rich, give to the poor. Right. Originally, he was against uh, taxation and the unjust sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But of course, like Disney got a hold of it and they're like, yay, communism. All right. And continue, Kenny. So people think stealing is wrong and continue. Well, I just that's just one example. But um, yeah, I just, if you believe, I believe that if, if an individual, if, People are different, and they have different ways of thinking. They have different wants, needs, and desires, and everything is relative. I don't, I don't like to admit that everything is relative, but well, I don't know I if mean, everything is relative because some people think the Earth is flat, and they're wrong. You know, so I mean, their their ideas are not relative; they're just wrong. Well, you stumped him. 
Yeah, but then okay, okay, but then somebody out there, I'm sure that they'll say, okay, well, what is round? <laughs> I know it's silly, but <laughs> then they, then they could also throw feces at me. I mean, that doesn't mean they're not crazy. So that that's racist. But uh, <laughs> what? Anyway, no, but but then everybody gets, poops, writer. But then everybody someone, poops. Then someone could say, what is stealing? So yes, correct. I I, I think what he's saying is possibly that you know. The theory of what someone owns or property rights are relative as well. Right, they are. I right. I know what he's coming from. Yeah, you know, morally, humans have a relative view because we all sort of, uh, you know, as a society maybe or groups of people, we all sort of start to believe the same things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is essentially relative. You know, like stabbing somebody is not a good thing, but. You know, if you grew up maybe in a society, some weird society where everybody once in a while just stabs each other in the arm, like on their 13th birthday, <laughs> that would be normal. That's true. So, so I mean, like, where, where, what were your comments or thoughts about the, the relative thing? I mean, do you think now that maybe stealing is good? No, no, no. I don't think stealing is good. It's just I know that they're – again, it comes back to the question, well, what is stealing? You know, because I know it's the we, there's a clear cut um, definition of well, you're taking yeah, deprivation um, of something, something that doesn't believe doesn't belong to you. But then, when it comes to issues like uh, intellectual property or piracy, well, then there is really it's really up in the air. I would say it's not actually up in the air. I do not respect intellectual property rights, and uh, neither do I. Yeah, but some yeah. people out there do. <laughs> well, that's the challenge. Is Everybody has a relative moral belief. The challenge, I guess, is to convince people that their relative moral belief is the wrong one. You know, I, I think I, it can be logically deduced, actually. Yeah, it if can. You look at but it from the side of, of you have to deprive someone of something for it to be theft. And in the case of intellectual property, they still have their intellectual, you know, they still have yeah, their but same somebody who idea believes, or art or whatnot. Yeah, somebody who believes, like, you know, sticking with the theft thing, they're going to say it's taxation isn't theft because it's by the government who they believe is benevolent and gives it to the, you know, the poor or whatever. Right. And, and that's the challenge is convincing them, no, the government is stealing money from people mm-hmm. that rightly, um, you know, got it through their labor and that the government is then squandering it and not helping anybody with it. You know, I mean, that's that's the what you have to do is convince them that their relative relativity is wrong, I guess. Well, the argument yeah. would be that society set up the government, which I don't necessarily believe. I think the government is how is housing a lot of people that are in search of power. But the argument would be society set up the government. So society agrees on what is and is not stealing. So, for example, an uncontacted tribe in Africa may define stealing as something vastly different yeah, but than what we do. Two, three hundred years ago, societies thought that only a ruler could be chosen by God mm-hmm. or two cousins having sex and bam, there's your king and he's retarded. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just a it's a it's sort of a group think and people will eventually hopefully evolve out of the wrong way of thinking and, you know, realize that uh, theft and big governments and violence are the wrong ways to go about it. So, Kenny, it's an interesting perspective. Did you have uh, anything else on it? Um, not on that, but I wanted to talk about the college thing. All right. Okay. Um, well, according to behavior psychology, um, people tend to respond to incentives, and I think people who live the, the, um, 
the quote unquote normal lifestyle don't really have an incentive to think outside the box when it comes to college. Um, but there are two people that comes to mind, uh, Fred Brito and Kevin Mitnick. Uh, okay. They are both um, convicted felons. So even if they went to college and got a degree, chances are they wasn't going to get hired. So what they did, they went around where Fred Brito, he just said, well, screw going to college. I'm going to use Adobe Photoshop and make my own degree and <laughs> there you go. go get hired anyway. Well, that, you know, he wouldn't be the first person. I know of people that have, you know, mentioned that they have a high school diploma when they didn't. And, you know, most employers don't care. I wasn't right. asked to bring into my diploma. Yeah. I've never had to physically prove I have a high school diploma, but, yeah. you know, I have, I've have had to get a transcript from my college. So it just right. depends on how much that, you know, piece of paper is actually worth or that so-called education. Right. And so because of those guys' criminal records, um, to me, I think, because of their criminal records, that they had an incentive to, to think out the, outside of the box. And now today they're multimillionaires and they have criminal records. So I'm just... I think that college preps people to be employees instead of uh, entrepreneurs. Right. They don't really need to go to college. To well, be I think an that almost all of the education system in America, at least, is set up that way. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Now yeah, these. So that was all, guys. I mean, just wanted to talk about that a little like, bit. Like recently, I was I was given a review, and one of the one of the um, critiques my boss gave me is that I sometimes don't follow procedures and practices and i thought that's interesting because i have this you know i was thinking about it and yeah i do i have a problem with following rules that make no sense i do the same thing yeah i have this problem of thinking for myself and realizing that um i work in a warehouse and i don't need to be wearing safety glasses (laughs) you know yeah the guy in the machine shop yeah the guy out there using compressed air and you know volatile chemicals okay that makes sense but i open boxes all day long why am I wearing safety, like ballistic safety glasses? You know, and that that's that's been a, a point of contention until, of course, recently they got rid of that rule. But up until that point, you know, I was thinking for myself and realizing this is stupid. Yeah, it's it's dangerous to be ahead of the curve at times. Yeah, employers hate that. They don't, you know, they just want someone that will robotically go out there and you know do the job and not question anything. So, sure. so Kenny, you would say that colleges keep people from thinking outside the box as far as their job opportunities and whatnot? Um, as far as job opportunities, well, I, I personally, I think the whole concept of uh, occupational speciality is a disgusting concept. And, you know, that's what college is sitting around. You know, you pick your major, you shoot for that type of job. Right. And, and there, so in that respect, yes. But as far as maybe like in, uh, they encourage critical thought in classes, um, um, with debates and, and other than that, with other students, not with the professor. Well, I think the incentive has to lie with the person who is taking the college course, and in the end, it has to be their responsibility to learn what they're going to learn. Kenny, right. thank you for the call. You're welcome. And uh, this is Free Talk Live Sunday Edition. You can call in 603-435-1105, and we'll be back for hour number three after this. Hello, this is Free Talk Live. 
Sunday edition. Call in 603-435-1105. Also, check out the website. You can do all sorts of things. Let's see. What's a good one to do? Anyway, news.freetalklive.com will give you updates, uh, give you a link to the Twitter account, the Facebook account, etc. And uh guess that gives you news on the show. Anyway, it is Ryder in the studio. And it's Puke. And it's Warren. And if you don't call in, we'll crush a bunny. Again, 603-435-1105. But until we get calls, we're going to continue with um, random other things. I went to the Subaru dealership the other day, and they said I need new tires. And so I... I told someone this. And like, Did well, they? They'll just do, the, just do the penny check on your tire. But I don't know what that... I guess it's if you can see Lincoln's head... <laughs> yeah, the penny check the is that it's in? one thirty-second of an inch is the distance between Lincoln's head and the edge of a penny. And that is also the recommended amount of tread that you have right. on a tire. But now do I put them in like upside down? Yeah, you yes. take a penny and put them in upside down in between the treads. And if you can see his entire head, that means you need... Well should get new tires maybe you don't need them you could you know it's only winter time and they're bald but they they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't let the car out unless i signed a thing that said i understand my car is unsafe really and i'm letting it go wow, no, that's because i denied crazy. service yeah they're indemnifying themselves against lawsuits so, yeah. in the future right but there's also uh tires also have what are called wear lines which are they're basically um perpendicular little strips of rubber in between the tread at increments and you know they they only like you said are up what the three thirty seconds of an inch or whatever something like that they're only yay high and whenever those become level with the rest of the tread that also lets you know that your tires are warm no one my tires though well that's why you brush it off i don't know what it is new hampshire nick (laughs) all right so anyway (laughs) i guess i'm risking my life every time i drive i like to live on the edge or yeah you've got a subaru it's got all-wheel drive that means you're pretty much god on the road just floor it and and (laughs) slam on the brakes as you're turning and it doesn't matter you've got airbags and those children just bounce right off the (laughs) chill anyway we were uh talking about college students not learning much and we were only a little bit into this story actually before how much did we learn from the article on it we've learned nothing and we will continue to learn nothing we may actually lose iq points that's the way i like it the study of these college students, an unusually large-scale effort to track student learning over time, comes at the federal as the federal government, reformers, and others argue that the U.S. must produce more college graduates to remain competitive globally. But yeah, because that's that's all it takes. It's just like a, you know, like a factory. We need to produce more. But Flip if, the switch. But if students aren't learning much, that calls into question whether the boosting graduation rates will provide that edge. This is a quote. It's not the case that giving out more credentials is going to make the U.S. more economically competitive. It requires academic rigor. You can't just get it through osmosis at these institutions. I disagree. We should just distribute degrees to everyone until we're on top. Yeah, degrees for everybody. <laughs> it's a, that's, a, that's a human right to have a degree. So we'll just, you know, just get the Federal Reserve. They've got awesome printing presses, and we can just print some up, and everyone is uh, given a degree upon birth. Actually, I would also argue that the Federal Reserve does not have awesome printing presses as they messed up a billion dollars, I believe, worth of printing. It cost them a hundred million to reprint it again. Really? Yeah. Well, that would be the mint. The mint so, actually prints, but that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> was it some like press op? They they that, literally broke the printing press. That was like running the job. <laughs> he was running the printing press wrong? Yeah. And, yeah. Ryder, give us the info on that. What make and model of printers they have. I, the don't, mint, I don't know. You about, print stuff. Don't you, you have Google. I work in a moderately you, sized 
not moderately sized at all. It's actually a pretty small print factory. Your employer yes. probably has modern facilities, though. I can't imagine. I wonder how old like the mints printers are if they're from like the 70s probably it's certainly too old to print the upcoming bills we'll be getting in the near future <laughs> they're like more than one color we can't handle that <laughs> so that calls into question another thing um as far as the degrees go a lot of times you can pay real cheap for a college and get a degree or you can go to something way high up Yale, there for 20 yeah. 25 dollars a year go to an get ivy a league now what is the difference i mean surely some employers will look at these two degrees and see the difference. But for the most part, do you guys think that the degrees are, you know, overall almost offer the same opportunities to people? I think that in certain fields, people do, or employers do really distinguish between uh, lesser colleges. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but where where you have more students that graduate without any sort of skills. I'm sure that, like, large fortune 500 companies eventually come to realize that uh you know certain degrees from certain colleges uh produces better new hires you know yeah. like like if they get a bunch of uh new people from yale and they're all great and they get a bunch of people from indiana state and they all suck you know then obviously that word of mouth is probably going to get around the company at some point you'd hope yeah but i don't know i don't know how they you know, I assume it's probably more like a popularity contest. You know, right. everybody's heard of the the big Ivy League schools. Nobody's heard of your community college. Right, right. Stud- yeah. Students who studied alone, read, and wrote more, attended more selective schools, and majored in traditional arts and scientist majors posted greater learning gains. Social engagement generally does not help student performance. Students who spent more time studying with peers showed diminishing growth, and students who spent more time <laughs> in the Greek system... Had decreased rates of fail- learning. Yeah, you know what that that translates to? They're all partying and getting drunk and such. Mm, drinking reduces learning. The, the it's Greek just in by the government survey. <laughs> the Greek societies. That's those are frat houses. You know. <laughs> While activities such as working off campus, participating in campus clubs, and volunteering did not impact learning, did not impact learning. So it didn't in- help or hinder. Yeah. Yeah. Students from families with different levels of parental education enter college with different learning levels but learn at about the same rates while attending college and the racial gap between black and white students going in however widens black students improve their assessment scores at lower levels than whites i'm not sure what statistic uh, relevance that has at all yeah i don't really understand that one. <laughs> a lot of these studies that i see done seem to ignore uh variables that would influence things and focus in on irrelevant variables I'd say that, that probably is an irrelevant variable. What yeah, the skin color. Somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But probably if you were to look at the uh, income distribution of those people's parents, you'd see that people who have, you know, uh, less money and therefore have to work and, you know, spend more time yeah. finding ways to pay their way through college because the the white have a more difficult yeah, time the white kid the black kid the asian kid that all come from families that have 15 other siblings and they live in the ghetto they're probably all going to learn at about the same rate right but aren't, aren't the kids the wealthy. that aren't the kids that grow up having to work harder going to have a better work ethic you would well, think that would be the case uh i don't have any facts to back up my opinion well, I mean, yeah that's that's <laughs> subjective either. because just because they're poorer doesn't necessarily mean they're working harder. I mean, right. you could come from a poor family and learn how to work hard and, and, you know, rise to the top. You could also come from a poor family and just be a poor slob that drinks and plays the lottery or something, you know? 
I suppose. Again, I think this goes back to what I said at the end of last segment, which is it comes down to the person's, the student's responsibility. And Yeah, it's and, absolutely the person, the, the student is going to And the statistic comes path. out that college graduates make whatever, a million dollars more over their lifetime well, than that's non-college what, graduates. I think it's on significantly average. less than that. That's the okay, BS fine, that they fine. fill you with. Yeah. Ten, ten billion. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> the point that's is, a big number. Is, is the reason that happens billion. is because... The more driven people finish college and the more driven people make more money? Or is it because the college actually translated directly into... No, the, I do think... Do you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's um, what do they what do they call it? Like, effort in, you know, produces effort out, or... That's not the saying, but... The, no. You know, the <laughs> amount of effort... <laughs> what the... There's some phrase that somebody has said once. I think it's the like, opposite of that, like, crap in, crap out. No, maybe that's what it is. But yeah. like I, you know, but like you said, if you're a student yeah, yeah. that that works hard and puts a lot of effort into it, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you are putting a lot of effort into learning, you're probably going to learn a lot. Mm, good point. Warren, <laughs> Whereas if you're just yes. coasting through, we're going to coming up on a break. And, Do we have a story coming back, Warren? Uh, yeah, we have a story in regards to the municipal pension. That is good, because if Ooh, we had no stories, it pensions. would be about 45 more minutes of silence. We so. could just... What are you talking about? We could wing it. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Who's going? Who's not? It's a happening to... Not the Super Bowl, but the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl are happening tonight. Anyway, 603-435-1105. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. This is your co-host, Puke. Ryder. And Warren. And you can call in and talk about absolutely anything at 603-439-1105. 435, but close. I don't have the paperwork in front of me because Ryder shot it over to me. What is Oh, there it is. 603-435-1105. Go ahead. Pick up that telephone and call in. Talk about anything. Warren, you had a story for us all about well, porn I, or I have a emus or that's, something. That's based on a story I read recently. Uh, basically, the the story goes that they're trying to propose some way for states to go bankrupt for the explicit purpose of renegotiating pension deals that they had agreed to with their employees. Aha! Uh-huh. So, so all of those sweet, sweet pensions, right? Not they, really working out. No, there's probably going to be some cuts involved for, of course, the people who uh, you know enforce for the state. Um, recently. They released numbers on the different states, and New Hampshire was actually third worst in the nation as far as the trust funding of their pension plan. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the the state of New Hampshire is bad at giving out pensions, or they're good at giving out pensions? It means that their plan for giving out pensions is impossible to succeed. Okay. Because uh, they're only 59% funded, which is very poor. So actually, that's from the perspective of somebody who doesn't want to be taxed to death. That's a good thing, right? Um, well, that kind of depends on whether or not you would think they are going to increase taxes yeah. to make up for the shortfall. I guess that's a good point. Right. I think that's probably something that they'll try to do, but there is a maximum amount they can extract from people. Right, because New Hampshire doesn't have a general sales tax and you know many other... There's no income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, so there's guess, room for the government to expand to get that, <laughs> that shortfall made up, right? I think that technically they will not be able to support uh, that pension system, and they will have to reduce the amount that they're paying or possibly not pay at all pension money to police officers and former municipal employees. So I guess yeah. the question I would pose to people is, how is it we convey this information to the police? Yeah. And if we did, do you think it would affect how vigorous they are at abusing rights? Yeah. How do how do you convince the the lifelong bureaucrat who's who's been a cop for already twenty years or something that that pension that he's been promised, you know, it's since birth, not going is to not going to be there? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because. So, so I'm interested. That's if, a lot of uh, that's a lot of what they're you know riding on these bureaucrats. They just that's that's why you become one because that's sweet sweet government pension. Right. So if if that's not going to exist and it's it's virtually a certainty even by their own actuarial analysis that uh, they will not be able to provide the pension that they had promised. How do you convince police officers, or do you think that even if you do convince them of that fact, that they will you know reconsider well, their now, life are they not going to provide it at all as far as retirement goes or are they going to say okay you only get it for a certain amount of time uh i think the idea is to reduce the amount right i was going to say they're not going to just cut it they're not just going to cut it at a time and everyone after this point doesn't get any money right they're just going to scale it back which is yeah. still going to cause backlash but... i mean it's it's in the development stage but basically they've run the numbers on their investments you know they invested in real estate for example <laughs> And also smart move, yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, it's it's government managed, so it's it's turning out just about as well as it possibly. They didn't could invest in, in real estate in Afghanistan, did they? No, I believe it is mostly in New okay. Hampshire Whew. real estate. Hopefully, not in Haiti either. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Whoops. well, and also, if if you had the opportunity to actually talk to a cop or you know the city planner or whatever, and and try and can try and convince them that their pension might not be there, they're probably just going to be like, yeah, whatever. It's going to be there. So so you think that the result I think they would, would be deny cognitive it. dissidence? They would, they would just yeah, not accept absolutely. the fact I that think it's they not going to They would just deny it. Hmm. Honestly. I mean, I'm sure that some of the bureaucrats would would uh, take that nugget of information and then think about it and be like, oh, I don't know. And then maybe they would hear information here and there in the news that would corroborate that. And then eventually they might be like, holy crap. That guy was right. I, that's what I would hope, but I don't know how many of them would do that. But do you think it would affect the, I guess... It might affect their recruitment to yeah. bureau, you know, people becoming bureaucrats if you could convince them that... There wouldn't be all of these, Yeah, all of these promises are BS. Right. And that's, well, that's the same thing you could do, like counter-recruiting, you know, trying to convince uh, high school students that all of the... You know, information mm. that the recruiter is feeding you and that you see on the on the television. Yeah, you know, I all these you cool went to uh, UNH to sort of voice your opinion on whether yeah, or not they I, should. Yeah, I tried to. Um, well, I was in, invited to an event where they were talking. Um, we had four panelists, you know, talking about different aspects of the Afghanistan war. Right, and it was for a bunch of high school students, uh, sort of a gifted and talented students. And yeah, a lot of those kids were. They were just hell-bent on joining the military, the army, or the navy, or whatever, to be um, nurses or whatever, because a couple of them were girls, and they were like, oh, I just want to pay for nursing college, and, and this seemed like the easiest way, and, and I had a hell of a time trying to tell them, you know, that 
what they hear from the recruiters and what they see on TV and the recruitment ads is just utterly false. They're not going to get you know, the same kind of information or the experience that is fed to them. Mm-hmm. They might get something similar, but it's going to be a rude awakening. So, so did you see any change in their uh, ambition as far as joining? Um, well, see, I only had a, you know, like a half an hour to talk to them about it, but I could, I think, you know, the only thing you can do is present the information and hope that that nugget of knowledge takes root and grows into a tree of descent <laughs> or something <laughs> to that effect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, so things like this radio show, you know, maybe some sort of print ads would be fun, you know, n- articles or letters to the editor. Um, if you could put that information out there and somehow back it up that, look, this is what the state house is saying. They're they're giving out the information that they can't afford to pay that pension. They can't afford to pay all of your salaries. The government is going to crash, you know. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh, I tend to disagree that letters to the editor um, do very well. Well, I'm our, not saying it's terribly effective. A lot of people <laughs> read them, though. What, uh, el- what else could you do? They're very selectively printed. Yeah, you th- that's not, true. I don't think so in Keene. A lot of them are I disagree. I regularly read the Keene Sentinel, and I'm of the opinion that it has an agenda that it sticks to. Uh, okay, but how many letters to the editor have you written to the Sentinel? Have I written personally? Yeah. None. So 100% of your letters you've written have been published. Well... <laughs> Zero yes. percent, because zero percent made. But okay, zero percent of hundred percent of the ones he so didn't I, write. I am aware of people sending letters that do not get published. Right, I have right. anecdotal evidence as well. Right, but that's all it is is anecdotal. I mean, it's not like I track the number of letters they receive. There's honestly some... no way to know. Yeah. Okay, well, I trust you guys. I, I'm just basing it on basically, uh, you know, the message that they have, which is a pretty statist message. It is really solid and almost never contradicted. So uh, could you target these people directly, flyering? I, I think that would have to be the way that it would be you know, accomplished. Uh, but I guess I, I still, my, my question is really, do you think it would make a difference if you were to present them with that information? I think presenting people with information is the only thing you can do. And once they have that information, it's up to them to make a change in their life or, or whatnot. Yeah. I agree with that. There's yeah, All you can do is present the information to them somehow and hope that it helps. All right. Well, we will come back. You can call in 603-435-1105. It is Free Talk Live Sunday edition. Free Talk Live Sunday edition. You can call in 603-435-1105 if you're listening live on Sunday night. Otherwise, head over to the website, freetalklive.com. Check out all the stuff for free, the archives, the AMP program, which we will get to in a little bit. I'll explain that. Um, Here's a pretty funny story. You can call in, too, if it's not live. We just won't be here to answer the phone. A gun in a 10th grader's backpack accidentally discharged when he dropped the bag, wounding two students with one bullet Tuesday at a Los Angeles high school, official said. The student who brought the gun to the Gardner High School classroom apologized before running into another classroom where he was taken into custody. He said, I'm sorry when the gun went off and made it appear to the teacher that it was an accident. Um, officer transported the student to a police station with while well, the school, 15 miles south of downtown, remained locked down. 
Uh, let's see. See, that's what I hate about news stories like this, is that they don't tell what type of gun it was. Like, that's information that, you know, could be kind of handy, because guns don't just go off when you drop them, like in the movies. Which is why, I, which is why I've brought this story up. I feel like I'm going to have to find the quote, but I, um, when I first read this, it said he brought the school, he brought the gun to school in his backpack because he'd felt bullied, um... Or he'd felt at risk, I guess, at school from other kids. And he wasn't expecting to use it in a violent manner. Yeah. But he's expecting to use it where he'd be assaulted, I suppose, off campus. As in protection. Like and, many firearms are used as. And of course, uh, as at many school districts. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting uh, quote. As at many school district schools, this high school, the Gardena High School, checks incoming students with the security wands at the entrance. It's unclear how the student got in. Got in with the gun in the backpack so i believe it's very clear the process is not sufficient yeah <laughs> that they failed that's so what happened this never happened in Keene. did you guys ever go through any sort of security checks at high schools i did not go to school in Keene, but i did not have security checks either no my high school in arkansas did not have any of that stuff they they actually only put in security cameras like two years after i graduated which would have been like uh 2001 or 2002 now this so is, certainly not wanding and metal detectors and all that. How about you, Nick? What? Did you have wanding or metal detectors? I, I just said we didn't have that in oh, Keene. Okay. Sorry. So oh, the, apparently the, he went to high school here in Keene. We're yeah. all supposed to know that. I think anyway, <laughs> the highest level of security they had was student IDs, and if someone would look suspicious, really, the teacher was supposed to check their. We didn't even have that. Yeah, I don't ID. think we had that either. Oh, we had student IDs for sure. Interesting. Um, and this is funny. The school, the district spokeswoman says, we're trying to find out if the wanding system is random or if every student is wanded. So the spokeswoman doesn't even know so they don't. <laughs> how her security That's system works. That's why she's the I'm the spokesperson, <laughs> and I'm going to maybe find out about some stuff. Uh, maybe. No district school is equipped with walkthrough metal detectors. So this is just going to be another excuse for this particular school district to bring in... Full, they should get full body, body scanners. Full body scanners, yeah, of course. Full body scanners. For every kid who walks through the door every single day so that nobody can bring a gun in their back. And first period will be like the hour it takes for all the students to just get into the school. Now, James, what would be safer? Who? Now, puke. <laughs> what would be safer? <laughs> a, a child? A kid? Not a kid. This is guy, this guy's 15 years old. Right, he, so a teenager. He might be well-trained on how to handle a gun. He could be. I would doubt it. Yeah, being in Los Angeles, probably not. <laughs> All right. Anyway, in addition to the fact he accidentally shot someone. Yeah, but he I mean, dropped the bat. Now, would it be safer to carry your gun around loose in a backpack, or some sort of holster that you can check at the yeah. door of the school? Or Again, whatnot? that's why I say the model of firearm is important to know because mo- you know most modern firearms, like the gun that I'm currently carrying on me right now, is pretty much impossible to. Um, negligently discharged by dropping it. No round in the chamber. Well, no, there's not that. Yeah, it's it's loaded. I mean, it, it, it is possible, but there are safeties on the weapon that make it nearly impossible for that to happen. Mm. I mean, that could be a factor. Is it's just like one of those rant? Maybe he's dropped the backpack before, and it's just randomly this time it went off. But now, now it's possible we could go. Find but it, it would be safer if it was secured somehow. Okay. You know, because if it's in the bottom of a backpack and it fell on concrete, that's more of a jar than if you keep it in a bag that's made to have a gun and it's holstered. I actually read, or I didn't read personally, but someone I was speaking with read in a different article that 
he didn't drop the gun and it went off, that he was uh, putting his hand into the bag trying to get a book or something and jostling things around, and that's when it went off. Oh, uh, well, that could do it, because if it's something like a Glock, where the only safety is pulling on the trigger, yeah, then yeah. It, it's more likely that the trigger that would be was more pulled than it was some sort of jarring oh. right. drop. Okay, then. Because many, like I said, uh, you know, depending on the model of weapon, a lot of them have safeties that prevent it from going, just going off, you know. I know that's the popular Hollywood uh, mythos is that just, you know, you set down a gun and 15 minutes later it, it shoots somebody in the like face. A yeah. bomb. <laughs> right. but the, the, the most dangerous thing ever. Look out. The point is the school rules against guns and, of course, the school security system did not stop uh, this student. He said, brought the gun... Um, I had it for a second. Let me ask you a question. He brought the gun to protect himself because there were fights going on, I guess, and he was worried. So he was concerned that the security at the school was not good, so he brought a gun to school. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And proved that He did not not feel safe at school, so he brought a gun to school. And why why do you suppose there's a lot of fights at school? You suppose it might have something to do with the, you know, 500 kids. Yeah, 500 (laughs) kids that don't want to be there, you know, all mixed together like a little prison. Mm, that is a good point. If they don't want to be there, they're more likely to be ad, um, yeah. agile. I don't think that's the word. Agitated. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they might be more agile depending on the yoga classes offered. It is certainly will have the practice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just a quick story that's interesting on on another security failure. I, I yeah, think, it's definitely a security failure. And yeah, it's, I think that's really the point of this is that there's a problem with security, probably because it's government sponsored security. And this is the. Uh, it is L.A., right? Yes. Gardenia. Yeah, so it's L.A., so they it's have really strict... of L.A., yeah. Yeah, they have really strict gun laws, and, you know, obviously the school is probably a gun-free zone. Oh, and, I'm sure all of Southern California is. Oh, of course. Is. Yeah, and yet, here you go. Here's a teenager that somehow got a hold of a pistol and got it into his high school. You know, I mean, well, he imagine... probably didn't know that was illegal. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but, I mean... Just think, just imagine if it was somebody with actual malicious intent. You yeah. know, there's nothing would have stopped them. No, no obviously. nothing stops people who actually want to go shoot someone yeah, at school. Yeah, go crazy. Unfortunately, so puke. Moving on from this, yes, sir. We have a story. Uh maybe. Do you need a second? Because I no, can bring I'm, up a song. Right. <laughs> Let's see here. So we're going to go from one violent action to another. Uh, this article is from September of. 2010 so it's a little old but it is about uh soldiers possibly having one less thing to train while in basic training and that's for bayonets uh lieutenant general mark hurtling opted to discontinue bayonet training for army recruits after all the last u.s bayonet charge was in 1951 but in the week since that decision hurtling has had some pushback of course you know i mean it's a it's the army and Government bureaucracy and I'd say the bayonet company probably pushed back on that one. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> yeah, there's K Bar who likes selling all those bayonets. Although the unit I was in, which was an aviation unit, we had bayonets, and they were probably all 50 years old, and they were just rusted in a bucket, like a you know we had a footlocker that we kept them all in. <laughs> like, thankfully, we never had to use those because they were just garbage. Don't the bayonets go have... on the end of guns? I watched Civil yeah, War movie. That's when, all I when know. When you clip them on there, yes. But when you're, like, for the past 40 years, they just stay in a in a box. 
So you had them, you just never used them as part yeah, of the standard. Yeah, our, our unit had them, but we didn't carry them around. They didn't issue them out or anything. Okay. Maybe the infantry soldiers have them on them, but they're obviously probably not using them on the gun. Do they use, like, those jousting things? Jousting things. Like a spear? Lances. Or a joust? Lances. No, <laughs> we do not have... I think we should we not have knights on horseback. Yeah, it, that's, that's maybe, probably a military strategy that isn't explored often enough. You could have the guy on the back of a motorcycle with a big lance. So we'll get back and we'll find out what uh, the army and all of the hoo-ha brass had to say about getting rid of bayonet training. And what's that number? It's 603-435-1105. If you want to call in for the last segment, go ahead. This is Free Talk Live Sunday Show. Live Sunday edition. We are in the final segment. Waste no time. Ryder here. Pew. Warren. And AMP program. We don't have time for that. AMP.freetalklive.com. Give the show your $3 a month and get a few extra perks like the AMP only podcast, AMP only forum, etc. etc. And back to the military. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> Pew. Whatever you Puke were doing. Puke has something Go. for us. I was regaling the tale of bayonet training. Well, at the same time, attempting to take a photograph. Uh, so the United States Army and some general and all his hoo-ha staff want to remove bayonet training from the array of skills soldiers must learn during basic training. Sort of a roundabout sentence. Uh, U.S. troops have not launched a bayonet charge since 1951, as we've already said. And so they want to remove it, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of useless information so they're there. So still, they're still training people how to... F- Form up and charge. Oh yeah, as of uh, well, like when I went to basic training in two thousand, it with the phalanx training. That would yeah. There you go. (laughs) Let's form up in a square. Yeah. Ever since the invention of the grenade, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they the army still does uh, bayonet training, as far as I know. And knowing the military and the army and all that stuff, I doubt they've gotten rid of it, but. Uh, he wanted to make this change. Substituting skills, drill sergeants reported that they wanted to teach new recruits in favor of dropping the time-honored practice of bayonet charge, the bayonet charge. Uh, but in the week since that decision, Hurtling, who is the general, has heard about it. Uh, bayonet training is pretty fascinating, he says. I've been slammed by retirees. The objections to ending the training are occasionally practical. In 2004, with ammunition running low, a British unit launched a bayonet charge toward a trench Outside of Basra, Iraq, where some 100 members of the Mahdi Army militia were staging an attack. Probably a lot of children and women as well, but we won't mention that. The British soldiers later said that though some of the insurgents were were wounded in the bayonet charge itself, others were simply terrified into surrender. That seems implausible to me. How large was the uh, group of military British soldiers there that were charging on the group of 100 people? Interestingly enough, it does not say. Yeah. But it says some 100 <laughs> members of the you know so-called terrorists were staging the attack. So conveniently, the soldiers, you know, we do not have their uh, numbers, but we do have, you know, of course they charged a million, a right. million. You know, it's probably inflated and half of them were probably old men or something. Knowing how the uh, you know the the information gets around from Iraq, yeah. 
So uh, instilling such terror is, is that, at the heart of the philosophical argument for keeping bayonet training. Was, that was 2004, you said? That's what it says in the article, yes. I'll probably check that out on WikiLeaks later. We can ah. get the actual battle report. There you go. It is posted. <laughs> so traditionally, quote, traditionally in the 20th century, certainly after World War One, bayonet training was basically designed to develop in soldiers aggressiveness, courage, and preparation for close combat, said Richard Kahn, professor of military history, some university we don't care about. Bayonet training is, in short, used to undo socialization to basically, to basically, to, okay, that's a, another horrible sentence. Basically, to try to mitigate or eradicate the reluctance of human beings to kill each other. That's an important sentence. The point of bayonet training in the military is to mitigate or eradicate the reluctance of human beings to kill each other. Yeah, you don't want reluctant killers. No. And, uh, you know, one of the phrases when we did bayonet training to, uh, you know, sort of psych us up was, the, I remember the uh, the drill sergeant would yell, what makes the green grass grow? And everybody would yell, blood, blood, bright red blood, drill sergeant. And so on. And it was, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal stuff. Wow, psychotic. Yeah, it is. It was good times uh, when I was doing it, you know, because I was in that state of mind of, yeah, yeah, America, right. F yeah, kick ass. Hadn't been to the battlefield yet. Not yet. No. No, it took me a few years to realize just how stupid that stuff is. <laughs> so back to the article. Uh, it is one of the challenges in U.S. or Western society, quote, where we have such reverence for the individual which, you know, this guy that they're quoting makes that sound like a bad thing, uh, where we socialize our people to believe in the rule of law and all of that, he adds. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, like, all yeah, of that law stuff yeah, we don't want to be part of. BS. Um, so continuing on, what you're doing with young people is trying to get them used to the highly emotional and irrational and adrenaline-filled situations in which they are liable to find themselves, whether they are within sight of the enemy or not, and the reluctance to take a life. Hurtling, for his part, has stood firm. What's interesting, he says, is if bayonet training is that important and is the centerpiece of everything we do, why is it the only place it's taught? Is it basic training? It sounds like he's, and I don't, I don't know how much I'm in the place to critique military training at all. I will totally critique military training. But yeah, but, there's no problem. I mean, but you the, have just as but much the issue, as but else. the issue at hand is we're going to say maybe you shouldn't be doing bayonet training. Focus more on throwing grenades, which I don't think they should do any of that. I think that but, that entire article was one big cup of crazy that he <laughs> drank to the fullest. It, extent. it sounds like the guy. It sounds like the guy defending bayonet training is more likely just defending it for the traditional. Yeah, that's a, well, the, the main reason I... I'd this, be willing to bet that he did not ever participate in a bayonet charge himself. No, either. likely not. Yeah. Um, most officers don't participate in a lot of any of the, <laughs> but, <laughs> any of the um, things they ask others to do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that the sentence there where, it, you know, bayonet training is just to make uh, young, impressionable soldiers psychotic, you know, killers just willing to stab the crap out of whoever's in front of them is that, you know, that's what made me go, oh, that's interesting. That is exactly what the right, stuff was. that's the motivation just, of they their wanna, training program. Yeah, they want to break down all of that uh, all of that uh, humanity in you. Yeah. You know, and just you just want to go out there and mutilate all the babies you can find in that village because they're terrorists. Now, I heard they were going to come out with this suit that uh, a lot of soldiers can wear that when you look through it, you don't really see necessarily what your eyes would see. You see more targets rather than people, and that's another... <laughs> Like what? It, it's a computer you mean like a screen. Set of glasses, sort of. 
Oh, the okay. I thought, I thought you meant reality like, helmet, like a suit and tie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you put on this cloth, and you're just a killing machine. No, yes. a military suit that's supposed to do the same thing to uh, take the image of the person out. And, and somehow in real time, it replaces it with like a picture of Osama bin Laden's I'm head sure. or something. I, I'm not explaining it. Very, I probably shouldn't have even brought it up because I have no note, information about it. Did anyone see that iPhone app where it translates in real time? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is. I mean, so that's pretty it might fascinating. Be possible. You could have only Osama bin Laden, then they pull the glasses off and it's like an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's with enough computing power. How would you know if you possible. actually found Osama bin Laden? He could just Osama bin Laden could just be everywhere then. Okay, so maybe it's not Osama bin Laden's face, but it's just the face of like a really mean-looking terrorist. Nick, you forgot that their training has already uh, prepared them for irrational situations. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. They're As just there to by Hurtlinger. I'm not going to question. I'm just going to bayonet. So, anything? How else? about that suit? <laughs> a- anything else on that story? We have a couple more minutes. No, that to... was the end of the story. But I think. I think we just wrapped that story up. Yeah. The, the moral of this story is all of these uh, young people going into the army and such are turning into just psychotic nutjobs. And that's what the army wants. And so that's why you get show full circle, entire I think, villages. I think we started murdered. the show off with a homeless. Anyway. Yeah, homeless veteran. If you're vegan, Z- can you eat honey? Oh, that's a good point. Octo, octo, what? Because like vegans can't yes do without milk. actually knowing. <laughs> right, because it comes, it's bee spit, right? Or vomit. Bee, bee vomit. Essentially, it's regurgitated pollen or nectar. I don't know what it is. Is it feces? If, Are if, we eating bug feces? I don't know. It's so delicious, I don't care. I was just wondering that. And if you're vegan, can you eat like can you eat like plants that were tilled by an Amish person that had a horse? If you're vegan, can you eat the- plants that grow in poop like mushrooms? That's from an animal, sort of. Right? Right? No. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I just blew Warren's mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's more than I've ever wanted to think about being vegan. All uh, I know is it's wrong. I'm a big fan of dead animal. When I it guess. To eat. It's delicious. So we have no yeah. time to get to another story. Or but, calls. Uh, or calls. Basically, we're going to wind no it calls. down here tonight. Yeah. We'll this has been the Free Talk Live Sunday show. Things I didn't talk about were, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's see. Let's tell them all what we Custom- didn't get to. Customers pay little heed to calories on menus. Yeah. The article says that... Uh, Oh, cities what? that are forcing restaurants to post calorie counts are not deterring customers. From right, because when I go so to... We also did not talk about the rioting in foreign nations that's against true. their oppressive regimes. I know when I go to I Chuckles Gut Bust Factory, I'm not looking at the calorie count when I eat a giant pile of fries. Well, I, I would think a lot of people wouldn't want to see that. And that brings... Have you heard of the Heart Attack Cafe, the Heart Attack Grill? No, I'm not. Oh, anything like the really? roadkill cafe? I'm intrigued and want it's to like eat It's like Texas there. or something. Yeah, I don't know delicious. where it is. The Heart Attack Grill. Just look it up online. But it's this place that they talk about how unhealthy their food is. This food will almost probably make you die, and it makes you super fat, and they have these nurses there that'll take Did you on a deliver? wheelchair. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was funny. It made me think this, this company is doing exactly what the government wants all these other companies to do, is tell people how unhealthy their food is. Yet the Heart Attack Grill, still a business, still selling their fatty, fatty burger. It's the home of the double bypass burger. Oh, that sounds delicious. I want to go there. I think yeah. if you have like a, a three or four piece. Anyway, this has been Ryder on the Free Talk Live Sunday. And Puke. And Warren, and Warren. was here too. Thank you guys for coming in. Good night, everybody. And, uh... 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. 